Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be going over five key mindset shifts that you have to make in order to be successful on this health journey that you're on. I'm interviewing my Slim on Starch client, Lisa, who I just finished up my work with. And we're going to be going over the five things that Lisa did with her mindset in order to be successful. Mindset shift number one is that Lisa used her frustration as the catalyst to start her journey as opposed to the end point of her journey. I have three kids. I'm a single mom. And I think that life just got in the way, right? And trying to relatively eat well for what I thought was eating well. And I was just gaining weight. And I didn't really understand why. Um, and I am vegetarian to start. So I felt like when I went to the grocery store, I was really buying food for the kids. I could just pick here. I could pick there. Um, when I gained weight, it was all over. So the scale was going up. My clothes were starting to fit differently. I could see it in my face. I wasn't feeling well. I just, I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling good. I, I didn't think I was eating anything really wrong. Uh, I just, I just didn't understand what my body needed. Um, part of me thought, well, maybe I'm not eating enough fat. Maybe I'm eating too much fat. I, I just really didn't know. And it didn't make sense because of the intensity of my exercise, right? You know, I play tennis two, three times a week, you know, doing this boxing with the HIIT workouts. It just, it none of it really made sense to me. And funny, my sister, my sister sent me one of your, um, one of your Instagram posts and I just felt like I really connected with it. It was the, this is a pound of fat. And, um, and I, I just, I liked your presentation. I liked the way that you came across and I went to your website and I read through your program and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I think I, e I emailed you that night. So as you could see, Lisa was already eating healthy. She was eating pretty clean. She was moving her body. She said it didn't make sense. And instead of saying nothing makes sense, this is so frustrating, my body is broken, whatever. Instead, she said, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. So I have to be doing something incorrectly here. I have to be missing something, which is why she came to me for professional support and for another three sets of eyes, myself, a mindset coach and a nutrition coach to look and see what's happening. So if you are experiencing this feeling where you're on the brink of defeat, instead of accepting defeat because the world is just against you, what if we flip the energy here? And if you think this doesn't make sense, how can I still be suffering? That means that you just haven't yet found the solution, but there has to be a solution and I can help you find it. So if you're feeling frustrated or confused or run down or at a loss for why it is that you're still overeating, you're still emotional eating, you're not losing weight even though you're eating healthy, you're on a plant-based diet, but you're still not losing weight. If you can't figure this out, use that as the catalyst to seek help. 
as opposed to the ending point of, well, I guess this just won't work for me. You've done so much work to get here that this doesn't mean it's time for you to stop and turn around and go back or to accept defeat. You haven't come this far to not be successful. So in any area of your life, if you're experiencing frustration because you've put so much effort into something and you're not getting the return that you're looking for, instead of saying, I put so much effort in and I'm not getting to where I want to be, so I'm just going to give this thing up. No, what's this all been for then? You haven't come this far, gone 99 yards down the football field field to just say, eh, I don't think I'm going to go for the touchdown. Let's get it across that goal line. You are so close and you probably just can't see. You don't know what you don't know. You have blind spots that you can't see that you need another set of eyes to come see for you. So let me come do that for you. Key number two, look for reasons why you are going to succeed as opposed to a laundry list of reasons why this isn't going to work for you. And I'm like, you know what? This is what I need to do. This program is going to work with me. And I liked everything that your program had. I liked that you had your team behind you. I liked that there were check-ins. I liked that there was video calls. I liked that um, that I, I was accountable for showing the food that I was eating to upload it. You know, it was, I really liked all of that. And that just, that was something that I needed to really reset me and get me back on track. I was excited about it. Um, I, I just wanted to jump right in and get started. I didn't want to have to wait till Sunday to get my, my materials. <laughs> I just wanted to do it. So it's, it's, it's actually really interesting. Um, I, I've seen a bunch of my friends and like so far I've lost 16 pounds. Um, but it's, it's, it's so interesting because like I, I see myself picking out different clothes, right? And I see myself, um, just feeling more confident in, in things. And I went to a pool party a couple of weeks ago and I saw a bunch of my friends from college and I was the only one in a bikini. <laughs> And it felt really good, you know? So Lisa signed up for the SOS program after following me for one hour. Her sister sent her one of my Instagram reels and literally that night, she decided to book a call to join the Slim on Starch program. She could have listed a million reasons why this was not going to work. She's a single mom of three kids. She has a lot to take care of. She's a working full-time mom as well. So she has a lot on her plate. What if this doesn't work? What if this, that, and the other? As Jan Levinson Gould in the office says, there's always a million reasons not to do something. And actually our brain by evolutionary design is designed to look for reasons why we will not be successful and why things are threatening and what we need to watch out for. Going back to our prehistoric days, the cavemen had to be able to register threats in the environment to keep them safe. As Dr. Doug Lyle talks about, when we experience anxiety, it is because there is a mismatch between the modern environment and the Stone Age environment. So we no longer need to assess these immediate threats to our survival in the environment, but our brain thinks that we do. So when we're about to go on a new endeavor, our brain is designed to look for all of the threats that could possibly come about. This is why we always what if to a negative. What if we what if to a positive? Instead of what if this fails, what if this all works out? If I challenged you right now to take out a piece of paper and ask you to write down five reasons why you will succeed on your health journey, five pieces of evidence to show why it is that this will work for you, would that come naturally? What if I asked you to write down five reasons why you're going to fail? I'm sure you could write down 10, 15, 20. 
If this is the, the case that you find with yourself, then your brain is currently wired toward focusing on the negative and why things won't work. So let's actively train your brain to start to look for the positive and why things will work for you. And I think that this activity is a great place to start. Write down five reasons why you will succeed on your health journey. Key number three is that Lisa used her busyness not as an excuse to not do this, but actually as the exact reason why she has to do this. So as discussed, Elisa is a single mom of three kids and she works full time. She's got a lot on her plate. Instead of saying, I have so much on my plate, I don't have time to figure this out. She said, I have a lot on my plate, so I have to hire professional help to help me with this. Otherwise, this is never going to get resolved. It's going to continue to take up brain space for me, and I'm not going to be able to show up at the full capacity in all these other areas of my life because this is something that's bubbling and bothering me below the surface. I think that the whole feeling so overwhelmed with my life, starting your program eliminated all of that for me in terms of you know, what I'm going to eat and what I choose to eat. And what I really realized was I was feeding my body the wrong things. I've learned so much, so much. It took the guesswork out. Mm. It really, that that's it. It took the guesswork out for me. And that's the part that I was really struggling with was not knowing what to feed myself. In terms of the mindset journals, I, I would do that on a Sunday um, because I felt like for me, I wanted to get through my week. I wanted to see how I worked with the week. I wanted to see what struggles I had or what wins I had during the week to add into the journal. Yes, you can add to it daily. Um, you can keep your own, your, your own log and, and update it. But for me, I, I chose a Sunday morning. I would have my coffee. I would sit at my computer and I would fill it out. Um, and that was, that was a ritual, right? Um, I think that having a ritual is also very important, something that you enjoy doing that for me, it's having a cup of coffee and sitting down at my desk, having my quiet time, my kids are asleep still. And I was filling out my mindset journal. Um, and that was great. And then with the calls, I, um, you know, making sure that you, that you schedule your calls, I think is really important because that will hold you accountable to, you know, you, you, you have a, you have a reservation, right? Cause my spot could be somebody else's spot and knowing that that's just an important thing to do, whether or not you speak or just want to listen, it's really nice to hear what other people have to say and know that you're in this with a community. You're not doing this by yourself. This perspective shift is, it's sort of like a pilot can make a mistake when they're flying a plane where the plane is flipped upside down and they think that the sea is the land and they think the land is the sea. But if the, the plane is right side up, then they can see, oh, actually that's the land and that's the sea. And I had those flipped. So just like I was talking about with this busyness, instead of busyness being the reason why you should not do something, actually, you being busy is the exact reason why you have to figure this thing out with food because you have a lot going on in your life that you need to show up for and you can't spend this mental energy trying to be at peace with your body when you're at war with it. And also, you got to make your food simple. Food should be something simple that runs on autopilot in the background, just like using the bathroom. 
we don't spend all day thinking about when we're going to go to the bathroom, where the bathroom is, what time we're going to go, how many times we've already gone, but that's what we do with food. So what if we could make our relationship with food as simple as our relationship with the bathroom, which is what we do through a whole food plant-based diet where we don't have to micromanage our calorie intake and our intermittent fasting window and how many macros we have and all of that mumbo jumbo. Instead, we eat whole natural plant foods and allow that to run on autopilot in the background, allow it to be simple so that you can show up in your highest capacity in all the other areas in your life. So never let your busy life be the excuse for not focusing on your health. Your busy life is the exact reason why it is absolutely imperative that you focus on your health. Here Lisa is talking about her mindset journal. Within the Slim on Starch program, I have mindset exercises that I give to my clients to work through their relationship with food, their relationship with their self. And every week they do those exercises, but also they reflect on the week in general and they talk about their wins. They talk about anything that they struggled with this week. So that mindset journal that she's talking about not only is digging deep with your relationship with food and your relationship with your body and uh, any destructive behaviors around food that you engage in, but also just a recap of the week so that you can take some time to reflect on how your week went. Key number four, when you're looking toward people who are successful, removing the divide between me versus them, the unsuccessful versus the successful, and instead reframing it as me and the future version of myself. It's said that envy exists when somebody else is achieving something that you know that you can achieve, but you're not currently in the moment. So when we look toward people who are successful, instead of thinking of them as the separate category of people that we will never be and we'll never be able to have the success that they have, they're just different, it works for them, but it won't work for me. What if instead we look at that as that's me six months from now, that's me a year from now, that's me six weeks from now. So when Lisa looked toward the clients that I worked with and she you know, was watching all the testimonials of all the clients that I've worked with in the Slim on Starch program, their interviews are on my channel, some of them, she didn't say, oh, it works for them, but it won't work for me. Lucky them, there's something wrong with me. Instead, she said, look at what they achieved. That means that that's in the cards for me if I just do exactly what it is that they did. So those people that you admire that are successful in every facet of your life, instead of looking at them with envy and annoyance and feeling bothered, look at them as the crystal ball for what your future is going to look like if you simply do what it is that they do. I say this all the time that my clients in my eyes are rock stars, but they're not supernatural humans that have these capabilities that you don't have. They're not superheroes. They're normal people. And I am a normal person. What I've achieved through eating Slim on Starch is simply because I follow the protocol. It doesn't discriminate. Success on Slim on Starch and on a plant-based lifestyle does not discriminate. If you decide to take these actions, then you too will achieve the success. And I remember being on that first group call and one of the women's wins was she went to the grocery store and she knew exactly what to buy. And she felt she wasn't even thinking about what to shop. It just came naturally. And I thought to myself that that was really cool. Like that was, that was very nice to hear. It was, it was reassuring to hear. And honestly, it took about a week. And that second time I went grocery shopping, that was me. And I was like, oh, wow. I remember coming home and I like called my sister. I'm like, oh my God, like I just had the best grocery shopping experience. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. 
that was so huge, not having to sit down and figure out, okay, this is working, this isn't working. Um, I love, I, I love the fact that in your program, you know, you have your plate builder and I, it's, it's great. I love it. Someone that works with you that she was going down ounce by ounce and I was waiting for it, for that to hit with me. I was, and, and it did. And I remember just thinking to myself, okay, this is it. You know, I'm in like the fat burning mode and this is so cool. And it was really, it felt really good to do my weigh-ins and to see how my body is changing. Um, yeah. Not just my body, but my skin, my energy. Um, I was sleeping better at night. Everything started to change. And, and I mean, that's enough just to make you want to continue. It was, it was great. Key number five is to let your guard down. Lisa swallowed her pride and she said, I don't know it all. And I'm just going to come here as I am. I'm going to ask the questions that I have. I'm going to express exactly how I'm, how I'm feeling. And I'm going to allow myself to be helped. It's interesting because you join a program and you don't, you don't really know what to expect. And the three of you were so on it and really, really were my partners. And I felt like I could ask questions if I had them and everybody got back to me and it was, it was amazing. Um, I didn't feel like you guys were off limits, which was really, really helpful. I never, I never felt like I was alone. Um, and I would just say, go for it and you're going to be in good hands. I naturally, and I totally understand the people that I work with, that it takes them a, a little while for them to finally come and work with me, how resistant we can be to asking for help. Perhaps you were raised to take care of yourself and that asking for help meant that you were a burden and a nuisance. And because of that, asking for help is very difficult for you. Asking for help is very difficult for me and it's something that I have personally worked on and I'm so happy that I've come to appreciate the magic that happens when you're willing to ask for help from other people. It can stem from you don't wanting to seem like you have a lack of knowledge or you're not smart or you're not capable. Oh my goodness, I have to ask for help because I can't do this. These are all self-limiting beliefs that are just going to keep you stuck. I admire the people that ask for help because it means that they are serious enough that they're going to hire professional help and get this done. So I find courage and bravery and tenacity in the people that come to work with me and do ask for help. I don't give a medal to the people that don't work with me because congratulations, you achieved your health without receiving help. I don't give a medal to those people. I form very strong bonds and relationships with the people that work with me that do ask for help. There is respect to be given to those who are willing to ask for help because they're aware, they know themselves, and they're committing to themselves by bringing somebody else into the picture. They're investing in themselves. They're investing in a relationship. So letting your guard down, asking for help, asking the questions that you might be embarrassed to ask, that is what we are here for. I encourage you, if, if asking for help is something that's hard for you, Oh, and I want to say this too, with my clients that I currently work with, please don't feel that you have to show up and hear what it is that you think that I want to hear. Please show up authentically as yourself. 
What charade are we playing if you show up and you don't say what's truly on your mind, but you say what it is that you think that I want to hear? That's not serving you and it won't help me help you. You can certainly vocalize, this is what I want my brain to be saying, but I find that I'm gearing in this direction mindset wise. That is beautiful. But if instead you show up and you don't tell me what you're struggling with and you only tell me what it is that you think that I want to hear, then we're just acting. You know, we're on the set of Disney Channel. Let's be real. Let's be authentic so that I can actually heal. In order to heal, you have to feel. So allow yourself to feel what it is that you're feeling. Come to me, be open and honest and vulnerable so that I can help you. So that's a little side note for my current clients. But for those that are thinking, you know, I want to become a client, but I, it's hard for me to ask for help, take out a piece of paper and I want you to answer the question, why is it so hard for me to ask for help? Whatever the answer is, say, what if I wasn't afraid of that anymore? What if I wasn't afraid to ask for help? How would my life change if I found great joy and pleasure and excitement in asking for help? And this applies to more than just your health. But really ask yourself that. If asking for help was something that I got five gold stars for, how would my life change? So in whatever relationship you're currently in, where you find yourself showing up as who you think they want you to be as opposed to who you authentically are. Great relationships are built on the ability to communicate and put words to the space between who you authentically are and who it is that you are aspiring to be. If you simply show up without acknowledging where you currently are and acknowledging the space between these two things, and you only show up as the person that you want to be, then you're doing a disservice to this healing journey because that version of you that's still in you needs to be healed. It needs to be heard. So when you show up to your relationship with me or with your relationship with your significant other, your therapist, whatever it is, Show up not as a fake version of yourself. Instead, show up able to step back and communicate, here's the gap that I'm currently navigating between the version of myself that I want to shed and the version of myself that I want to be. If you wanna work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach to lose weight on a plant-based diet, heal your relationship with food and heal yourself, then click the link in the down bar. I can't wait to meet you. I love you, honey. I'll see you in my next video. Woo!